This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Do you go for the cheapest version when you shop, or do you feel like expensive versions are better quality? Which to choose? Today, we'll discuss opinions on what you should splurge on and when basic is best share your experience with purchases or contact us about a personal finance question. Contact us by email. The address, it's money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope everyone is doing well this morning. Good morning. morning. It's the day after Halloween. We're having a little bit of a candy hangover here. Oh, no. Uh, Financially speaking, Ryder, what's on your mind this morning? So, uh, and, and kind of tying in with the theme of do you buy the cheapest or do you look at the m- more expensive? I've been looking at the cheapest flights a lot lately. I've done some traveling and I am actually, if you if you were in studio, you would see today is casual Tuesday for Ryder because I'm flying again today. Looking at flight information broadly, the TSA puts out some pretty interesting data about how many people are going through their checkpoints. So just a really, just a raw number of how many Americans are going onto planes. Uh, that number is back to where it was in 2019. Amazing. And, yeah. and, and that's the thing. They started publishing this in 2020 because it was of great interest. And obviously, it cratered in 2020. It was still pretty slow in 2021. But this year, we're basically back to where we are. Obviously, we've, we've grown some. We have more Americans here. We're, our economy is a little larger now. So you would expect it to be a little higher. There's some room to grow, but certainly people are buying tickets, which are more expensive than ever, and well, going but, places. Yeah, I was just reading this morning that American Airlines is doing away with their first class. And just going with business class on international flights. That's interesting. American Airlines, eat the rich. You heard it here first. Well, who gets the good seats at the front then? There the pi- will the be no more good oh. seats at the front. Yeah, <laughs> um, the pilots' buddies. Uh, so that's very interesting. Even in a wor- in a world where we're so much more used to doing virtual things, doing Zoom meetings with folks across the country, we just you know being a present presenter across the country via Zoom. One of the things for today, I'm actually going to a conference, the Schwab TD Ameritrade conference. We talk about Schwab and TD Ameritrade; they're two of the largest retail brokerages uh, we use in our business. They're the, the kind of largest for this type of business that we do. They have a very large conference they put together. And even that has a virtual option, but uh, I'm still flying there to get a, a lot more out of it. They'll have a look ahead to what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the world of investing, and of course, all of the tools that have developed to better serve clients. So there'll be vendors with technology who we use to help us manage our practice and uh, tools to help um, do any sort of client service. That's what we're going for, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, my thing on a conference like that is uh, <clears throat> to perfect the art of going through the vendor's room. Oh, and getting the goodies. Without yeah. them 
badgering you and stopping you and talking about their their product. Yes. Yeah, so grab the pen off yeah. the table without the pens, the the cozies mm-hmm. for your cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good they, stuff. I, you know, maybe I should have some fake business cards <laughs> to drop in those. Yes, you should. <laughs> so if, you know, I want I want the I want whatever they're they're passing out, but I don't want the contact later. Here, have, have Kevin's business card. Yeah, and this is um, connected to the merger between Schwab and TD Ameritrade, mm-hmm. and uh, we're on the institutional side, and there will be a conversion next year. But that's just the consolidation that's happened in the brokerage business. Yep. So a lot of info there, uh, and and to sometimes do, doing it in person, I think is much, much more worth it. Yeah, I think uh, the virtual conferences are good, but I would agree that you can definitely get uh, much more out of it uh, being in person because, you know, you get to then pick and choose, whereas virtually sometimes you might not have uh, that many options. Uh, So, Nancy, what piece of money news are you thinking about this morning? Well, thankfully, we've had a bit of a relief in the markets in October. It's been a rough year, but October this year is the Best month for the Dow since January of 1976. The Dow wow. actually gained 14% in one month. And it reminded me of what happened in 2009. We had the financial crisis of 2008. Markets cratered in March of 2009. And in three weeks after the bottom, the markets gained 20%. Mm. So those come in fits and spurts. It's never a straight line. But this showed us some uh, strength in our markets and also looking at information about recessions and how do we determine a recession. And a lot of people think it's because of two quarters of negative GDP. That's not the official definition of recession. There is an actual body of people who look at a broad array of financial information, economic data and make that decision. And by the time they decide that we've had a recession, we are probably already over the recession. Um, Markets are leading indicators. So the decline in markets typically happens about six months before we see it in the economy. So we might be in recession. We don't have that information yet. But you know, we have sort of a mixed bag with a uh, very tight labor force and yet some areas that are seeing some pullbacks like housing. So um, this was just good news for investors. Um, a vocabulary check on my part. I've heard this on the news and you just used the term a tight labor market. What does uh, that mean yeah. exactly? That means that you don't have uh, enough workers for the positions that you have open. And that is certainly the case right now. Mm-hmm. Now, we may have a problem with the the openings may be on the East Coast and the workers may be in the middle of the country, mm-hmm. but um, we don't have a good match. And that means we have a very low unemployment rate. You know, we're below 4%. And so that means anybody who's looking for workers, they're going to be struggling. They're going to have to pay more. That's where we've seen inflation come into play. Um, they're going to have to probably accept lower quality workers. Again, I was reading an article this morning about employers complaining that their employees are not working as hard. They're not as productive right now. <laughs> so our focus has changed. And and that's something that we talk about a lot. When we hear from people, oh, it's so hard to find workers. Oh, people don't work. A lot of people, they have jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also know that it's, they know that it's a competitive labor market. They know that it's a tight labor market. They know that it's the uh, employers are competing for labor. They may be sitting there with another job offer in their pocket yep. while they, while 
while they slack off a little bit in the last hour of the day. So that's that's what's going on. It's it's that they have opportunities and people are moving up from those lower paid rungs. You see, especially in kind of food service and minimum wage or classically minimum wage retail jobs are just having a harder time because people are able to get decent jobs even in the middle of the country folks are working remotely because because that is so much so much more common now i got i got a a postcard in the mail that asked if i wanted to train at home to be a medical transcriptionist i mean people are people are sending random people postcards asking them to do jobs so and this is connected too with inflation and this idea of could we have a recession when everybody's working? Um, I went in to order a salad for lunch yesterday, and the place I went into has the big menu boards, and all the prices were blacked out. Hmm. Okay, but and were just, they doing brisk business? <laughs> like, I mean, just <laughs> well, I was there, and people I, walking in with their eyes closed. I, and... I, I paid for it, and I didn't think twice. But when people are working and they don't feel like um, a layoff is just around the corner and they feel like they're going to have nice raises, Mm -hmm. then they're more willing to spend and spend more. And that also leads to higher credit card balances showing up, Mm -hmm. lower savings Mm -hmm. rates. So that is my concern right now. If we do start to hear about more and more layoffs, which could happen, that um, there are a lot of people who might get caught with um, those numbers and it's not going to be good. Um, one final thing, and that is um, a lot of times in economics, it seems like we're looking back, like you were talking about. Always, always. So mm-hmm. what is the value of knowing that four months ago we had a recession? Well, we get to talk about it on the radio. <laughs> it, I mean, we could do, you know, if they say there's a recession, we could do at least half a show on that. <laughs> well, but that also um, gives us information about the next one. And so we can look back and see what happened and we can track those trends and that helps us as we go forward. And and so much of this stuff, so much of the economic data collection is important on a really big level uh, in the government for policy decisions. So <laughs> For instance, the inflation data, even though it's backwards looking, the Federal Reserve really wants to keep an eye on that. So they're looking and they have much better data than us, both quantitative and qualitative. And they know some they get that information a lot quicker. That's just the structure of the Federal Reserve. So they want to use that information. So why were they so slow in addressing? That's a great, you know, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theories here. That's that's a great point. We could talk. We could get another segment out of that, I'm sure. Um, and, and then policymakers want to know, okay, what industries are growing? What industries are not? Where are people getting good jobs? They want to know where federal money needs to be directed. So that's what that information needs to be collected for. And also uh, business leaders want to know that sort of things. Uh, Companies who are investing uh, large amounts, building new factories, hiring new workers, they want that sort of information so that they know. And, of course, yes, all information you're gathering like that is going to be backwards looking, but it's still very valuable on that big policy level. If you have a question for our experts, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We're discussing is cheaper, better or expensive the way to go? So, are you a coffee shop fan? We've got a suggestion for you saving money next. You're listening to Money Talks. Our website, MoneyTalks, 
www.mpbonline.org is one way to hear past broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand to all the local MPB Think Radio programs. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. If you love the taste of coffee shop drinks, consider buying their beans and making your own coffee at home or buying chai concentrates for homemade chai lattes. All right, all right, Suze Orman. (laughs) (laughs) We have a caller on the line, so let's say good morning to Lori from Gulfport. Lori, you're on the air with us. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, My mom's going to live with me today. She's 92 years old, and uh, she's got $9,000 on a credit card. Uh, Cut the card. It's 20% interest, so she's not going to be using it anymore. And I'm wondering if I should try to do a balance transfer, but the problem being, uh, at the end of the term, then the interest rate might even be higher than that. Uh, And the other thing is, I don't know if her credit score even qualifies, because I I think there's a 600 range, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if it's 670 or below. Okay, so that's a great question and something we deal with often on this show in talking about balance transfer cards. Very often they will require a higher than normal credit score. Not necessarily the highest in the upper 700s, but upper 600s is probably a minimum for a lot of balance transfer cards. And just to back up a little bit for folks listening, so with a credit card, if you have a balance on it, Oftentimes, to entice you to get a new card, a credit card company, Visa, MasterCard, whatever, will say, if you transfer your other balances to us, we'll give you some promotional interest rate for the initial XYZ month. So typically a year to a year and a half. So that can be a very good idea. But as you point out, if you don't have that paid off within the term, they might go back and charge all that interest that you would have owed. Uh, Sometimes even on things that you've already paid off, they'll go back and charge you interest and it can be really devastating. Whenever you do a balance transfer, balance transfer, do it with a very clear plan in mind with plenty of wiggle room. So you mentioned $90,000 on a credit card. Say 9,000. Nine, oh, sorry. Oh. I wrote down 9,000. My bad. Yeah. Um, 9,000 on a credit card. Say you get an 18 month transfer period. You need to be paying at least 500 a month. That, to make sure that you get it done within that period. You want to even make sure you have some cash built up just in case, because if it's, especially if it's a very low interest rate, you can hold a little cash just that just in case you can't, that last payment, you need to throw some extra at it. So that's, that's a really important thing to consider with the balance transfer. Well, and Laura, you have a very particular case because you said your mom, this, these are her cards and she's 92 years old, right? Right, one card. It was hers, but she she's let other family use the card uh, and run it up. But okay. she did too. But I've got the card. I've got mom. I've got the banking out, and uh, okay, so, I don't want to pay. So I could pay it off with some of her money, but she's going to need some care, and I'm exactly. going to need some help, and exactly. I don't want to uh, get rid of. Yeah. 
Yeah, as long as as no one is using that account any longer, and because of her age, and I'm you know I'm assuming she's not going to be buying a house or incurring any other debt, so her credit yeah. is not an issue. What is an issue right. is her cash flow. So I would say to you, even though you're talking about twenty percent interest, just make the minimum payments for now, um, because you need to conserve what cash you can for her care. If something happens to her, then that card is part of her estate and it would be settled at that time. I understand that. Okay, and that's that's good to hear you say that because I really wasn't sure what to do and I was getting nervous. Okay. Well, uh, so, uh, just I let it run. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank y'all. Okay, good luck. Thanks, Lori. Bye-bye. And uh, just a comment on balance transfers in general. Uh, remember, if you're thinking about one, there will be a fee right. uh, and right just to make the, the transfer. But I would also say if you do have good credit, shop around because uh, there will be more than one bank wanting to get that balance transfer. So you mm-hmm. can really, I think, get some pretty good uh, uh, rates. And I'll underline, seeing that I have a little bit of experience with balance transfers, what Ryder said Make sure you can pay it off because most of them will charge you the interest that you didn't pay if you don't pay within the introductory um, low interest rate period of time. And the, and the typical transfer fee is around 3%. Mm-hmm. So you need to factor that into your um, decision. Okay. So we're talking about is it uh, w- worth it to explurge, I guess, today is our topic. So in general, uh, thought from each of you on philosophy on when to buy basic and when expensive is a better value. Nancy, what do you think? Oh, I think it depends. And um, uh, I am not particularly brand conscious. There are some areas where I think the brand offers more quality. Um, I grew up on Chex Cola and (laughs) off-brand everything. Um, I will say at this point in my life, I do enjoy cooking, and I have come to appreciate the value of good ingredients and putting my money there. Um, When it comes to other items, I really take a close look at it, and I don't just buy based on the brand. I know there are people who do, um, but uh, I love to look at those, even the taste test, to see what works better, what what is really better. And often you find that the off-brand these days is just as good as the branded items. Ryder, what are your thoughts? I think that the main way I look at it is that with any good, any physical good, you're buying all of that future usage. Obviously with food or something, you're buying a single one-time usage. But when you're talking about clothing or vehicles or toys or, or electronics, you're talking about how many days, how many years, how many times am I going to use this? So think about that future usage and something that you say, oh, I'm going to use this one twice as much as the other one. Well, then it's it's half the cost for the same dollar you spend. So thinking about that future usage and also with any of these, when you're comparing quality of things, you're also having the time to think about, is this something that I need or is this something that can A, be done without, or do I already have a perfectly acceptable substitute? It's it's great to consider, do I need to buy this very nice uh, cooking pan or this slightly cheaper cooking pan? But if you look in your cabinet and you already have a cooking pan, why are you looking at a new one? <laughs> and what about children's clothes, Ryder? 
Uh, you just get those from your friends who just had babies. Exactly. <laughs> we have so many <laughs> from people who just had babies. So because remember, you, you, remember, yeah, you change every three months, <laughs> right? You change every three months, and make sure you find another baby to put those clothes on because they're probably still in good shape. I had an interesting experience. I had a PS4 before I got my current PS5, uh, and the PS4 is a gaming system mm-hmm. which is several years old. So I wanted to buy a controller for it. The Sony controller was like full price as it had been forever, no discount, which I thought was kind of strange because I'm like, okay, this is an old system. Why wow. is that? So I bought a third party one. Well, I started playing and there was one game and it message flashed up on the screen that says, aha, you are using a third party controller. It might not work like it's supposed to. And I know that uh, with ink cartridges, I did that mm-hmm. once as well, where I yeah. went for a cheap one, and it just did, it did not work. So that's interesting that sometimes you can't go with the cheaper. Yeah, and that's very frustrating with a lot of electronics and computers. The more computerized things get these days, the more they try to lock you into an ecosystem. So that is one thing to consider. And it's it's hard to tell. When you bought that PS4, you didn't necessarily know, you didn't necessarily have the information that in three years you wouldn't be able to use a significantly cheaper controller. But sometimes, and there are, there are companies that are better or worse at this than others, but ink cartridges especially, that that's so bizarre, especially in a business. We go through a lot mm, of those, we do. and you have to have the proper proprietary ones i have no idea if they're any better than the other ones because i don't i don't want my printer to say "Mm, we have a slight problem and that leading to me not being able to get something out that i need to Mm -hmm. all right so one philosophy is the more bells and whistles the more that can go wrong so uh, by the way uh where reddit was our genesis uh, for our producer liz gill uh, to come up with this topic for this morning uh, contributors on Reddit recommend buying cheaper washing machines, vehicles, sewing mm-hmm. machines, and previous generation electronics. Mm-hmm. So, Nancy, your thoughts on the fancier, the more that can go wrong. Well, <laughs> I have a confession here. <laughs> How fancy is your washer, Nancy? I know. We went in, and it was just – and this – I swear, if you can believe this, this is the word my husband used for this washer dryer. He said – Oh, but it's just so sexy. <laughs> uh, question, question. Does does he do, does he wash more? Um, he he does a lot. Does he share the load? Yes. as it were. Yes, he does. Okay, okay. yes, Good. he no. does. I'm gonna say, like, you know, yeah. Whose opinion matters here? I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so there are times when you just go a little crazy with something because you think. That's fun, and mm-hmm. I it, it, it can is, you control it with your phone or anything? What's the? Um, I do. Does, does I do it text get, you? I, I get buzzed. Oh no! It, which is oh, great no. because it's downstairs, and so when the oh, dryer so finishes, it yeah. it buzzes me, and I know that the clothes are done. I go right. Then, my, my dryer yeah. buzzes too. It's really loud. It's really annoying, and you can hear it anywhere in the okay. house. <laughs> so, have you had any issues with uh, some of the fancier? features not functioning properly no not yet but you know it's fairly new and um we 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 did move from a really clunky really old set that um 
when all was said and done, was not cleaning the clothes. <laughs> so I, it's kind of fun that we start off with this because I've been thinking about it a lot recently in the context of the the global semiconductor chips shortage we're having because we have so That's many there, yeah. tiny little computers controlling. It used mm-hmm. to be the washing machine. It's kind of just a dial and you hit go and it's a wind up thing inside and it's very mechanical as to when it shifts to different to different stages and now there's there's maybe a hundred computer chips in your wash i have no idea how many computer chips are in a washing machine please don't call me to correct that but it's it's so dependent on chips and that was one of the issues over the past few years that uh heavy appliances vehicles ford was even shipping vehicles without some computer chips they're very minor things and it was things like rolling up your windows they just had a different version of the chip that was really totally fine it's just not the one that they were supposed to have in there but it, it it's interesting in that context because our economy is so dependent on these things and if you want to i don't want to say like live in a simpler world but if if you want your own appliances to be a little more resilient then it's you, you go don't, to your grandmother's house go to your grand take the one from your grandmother's house and don't the the newer ones with the features and everything are not necessarily more resilient. Obviously, build quality matters. But, but it, the dryer knows that I've done the delicate wash, and it yep. does the delicate dry. Oh, yeah. It's my, really mine, amazing. Mine does, too, because there's a dial that says delicate or super rough and super hot. I think those are my two options. Um, yeah, my, mine knows that, too. It's really it's crazy. By the way, Nancy, if you keep <laughs> – Touting the features, I'm going to say it's sexy myself. So. <laughs> Kevin's getting a new washer, folks. I'll, I'll send you with, a picture of it. With, with all that, with all that interest in your bank account, That's you right. can afford that new washer when, now. You know, it's because my washing machine is not relatively new, but it, it is in the new, the computerized new. And mm-hmm. so the last time it it malfunctioned, the the repairman came out. And he fixed it, and at the end, I just kind of said, "Well, thanks." And he said, "Well, don't thank me. All I did was run the diagnostics or something and do what the computer told me to do." So, it's interesting. But that's he just true hit too Control with, Out, Delete, and just like closed out a he even, closed Word. Even it was repair word. people have had to adjust to mm-hmm. what they do with all the computerized things. So, yeah, we're discussing getting the best value from your purchases. Do you love a luxurious towel? We have a possible cheaper option for you next. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. So if you like wrapping up in an extra-large bath sheet but are looking for a less expensive alternative, consider a beach towel. That's the suggestion from a contributor to Reddit on one of their Is It Worth It threads, which I would say... Bah to that suggestion um, because if you want to because nice, it has Pensacola, Florida well, <laughs> on it. <laughs> that's true, but I think a bath towel to me is plusher, sort of from the word go, than a beach towel is. And so, if you want mm. a big, nice, fancy plush bath towel, pay for it. Yes. So you're saying nothing will replace that. No, I would say that this yeah. is not a, the, a worthy uh, swap. Yeah, because you know that's I think, interesting. I, and I think I don't know. It, I would think that a bath towel is more about absorption maybe than a beach towel. Although you dry off with a beach towel, it has other functions. It collects sand. Right. For instance. That's right. That's good. And then you do function. that little wrap and then you stick it in the top of your, your bathing suit top. Yeah. I suppose if you're going to walk around your house like a lot with other folks in there, you might want a beach towel. Oh, really? 
Is that? I mean, is is that the use? Is that what we're going for? Because it ties better. Yeah, I've never done been able to do the towel tie thing. Anyway, okay. So, mm. all right. Uh, let's see. Where Enough are we? Of that, folks. <laughs> um. Oh, here's one. Uh, a suggestion to save money is to change where you buy items. Buy secondhand quality clothes, shop overstock, or dollar stores for name brand items. Look to store brands over name brand products. So uh, what about the where you shop idea? Nancy, we'll start with you. Well, I am a dollar store aficionado. I love the dollar store. And um, now I am careful about what I buy there. And the dollar store these days carries a lot of branded products, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's paper products, uh, paper towels, toilet paper, um, cups, disposable cups and and disposable plates, those kinds of things, you can find really good deals there. Um, even on some just regular, whether it's uh, bottled water or mm-hmm. soft drinks, those you can find really good prices. And the dollar store that I go to, and I'm sure everyone will know what this is, when you get uh, when you buy some things and then you get a coupon at the bottom of your receipt, so if you go back on the next Saturday, you get $5 off $25, which wow. is a really good deal. So I always plan my trips around that. Um, so, yes, you can. And, of course, Ryder knows I buy a lot on Amazon. And if I can't find a good price and a good item around, I will search there, and I'm going to get a good price. So, yeah. but by the way, is your dollar store the dollar store that doesn't charge just a dollar anymore, that charges now a $1.15? Ooh. Uh, no, that's not that, <laughs> okay. that one. <laughs> so uh, and one suggestion that I really like there is buying used, and particularly because that, that encourages you to look a little more closely at the quality of things, the quality, not just how well it's built, but how good are the components. And again, because you're buying that future use of it, if it's something that you're – Buying cars used is very common. You are buying all that future use of the cars. And if a car is two years old, it's probably got at least another eight years left on it. You may not even want to be using it for that long. You may buy a used car and and turn them over every few years. And so it would be much more worth buying that used. So just like secondhand stores, looking a little bit closer at the quality of those items is really important. Because if you're going to the secondhand store and buying things just as more frequently than you would buy them in store, it doesn't necessarily make it worth it. You still need to have a focus on that quality and make sure you're going to appreciate that. Uh, So what about uh, everyday use for items that get a lot of wear, such as mattresses and sheets, underwear, and your computer well, chair. I will say I do not <laughs> I do not buy my mattresses based on the sign at my exit ramp. I don't oh, understand yeah. it. I just do not understand it. What, that you would see a sign that says mattresses for sale and you would call the number. Okay, so so I I have not, but I've heard You've it's heard actually I've heard that? it's it's actually maybe okay. Okay, it's, it's with mattresses there is a huge margin in mattresses. Yes, there is. And uh there's it's it's kind of like the ones on you see advertised on the side of the interstate very often are the name brands and it's more along the lines of the scratch and dent mattresses uh and these are folks who are uh, getting uh, would you would you qualify scratch and 
didn't. It's, what what, it's, what are we talking it's here? It's been a while since I looked into this, but no, very often they are still new in their plastic in their plastic, wrapping, and it's just things like... They fell off the truck? Things like possibly <laughs> fell off a truck, so watch out for your box springs. Foam mattresses would be great if they fell off a truck because nothing happens to them. It just bounces. Um, but mattress stores, and this is one of the funny things, you just notice mattress stores popping up and disappearing all of the time. Yes, and so do. a lot of times it's their inventory uh, that is cleared out. It's they're the Tuesday morning of of uh, of, of mattresses. Okay. They're the they're the was going to be shipped to a store or was taken out of stores inventory, that sort of thing. So I should try that number. So possible I'm Possibly. Uh, be cautious with any of those things. I always okay. find it very odd that those things are advertised like that as well. The last time I bought a mattress, I found out that there is really a wide variety of, of, of uh, prices. That you, I mean, you can get like kind of the basic one to up to, you know, super oh, it's crazy. fancy. So it's crazy. I was, Absolutely. And I really thought they would be more expensive. I found one sort of in the middle ground the last time. This is a funny story because I told my friend, I'm like, I am not buying a mattress tonight. I'm going into the store strictly to look at prices and this sort of thing. And so I got in and there. bought two mattresses. I, well, now I realized there was one that I could afford. They're like, what the heck? Go ahead. And I bought it. So, yeah. uh, But the other thing about this one, it's an interesting list. Mattresses, mm-hmm. sheets, underwear, and your computer chair. That's yeah. kind of an odd. Yeah. <laughs> you, the, the, it's a list of things that, that comfort is a big factor in. And so I, I think a lot of times in those cases – it's just going to be a specific brand is the right one for you. It's not necessarily the more expensive brand. It's not necessarily the most expensive underwear. It's what works for you. But <laughs> you're you're going to have a specific one that does work for you. I don't and want to have this conversation. It's on the it's Kevin started it, not me. <laughs> um, and 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 so one one example I thought of with this stepping away from these intimate items is I once uh, had a job in a bike shop and uh, it was great. And, and one of the things you have to think about in buying a bike is the quality of the bike makes a huge, huge difference in your enjoyment of it. So, and that's similar with, with a mattress. If you have an uncomfortable mattress, that's going to be terrible for one third of your life. Uh, So with a bike, it's, it was not only the weight of the frame, it was not necessarily the brand, but in the bike world, brands are very strong and, and pretty representative of quality. But it was the weight of the frame, the quality of construction, the quality of the components. Because if any of those things started going down in quality, you would experience that when you're riding. You would notice it's a heavier bike. It's harder to move along in. And so for most non-serious cyclists, you don't need the top of the line bike, but you will notice dramatic improvements as your components get better, as your frame gets better. And and so as long as you're not a professional who's probably going through several uh, top-end bikes a year and they're all provided by your sponsor, so you don't really have to worry about it, but you will get more use and enjoyment out of that nicer item. That's a nice segue from the underwear. I'm glad I could take. By the way, there are those stores that have the consigned merchandise, or I'm not, but like the store had a fire, so they shipped to these certain types of big box stores. There's usually a bin with. It's clean, but it's kind of like underwear just kind of randomly thrown in there. (laughs) I do like the the idea of a treasure hunt. Yes. When you Mm. go into some of these places, whether it's a consignment store or a dollar store, just that, you know, finding that special item with a really good price. 
We've got a caller on the line. It's our friend Mikey from Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. You're on the air with us. Hey. <laughs> this is such a great conversation. Um, uh, first of all, I'd like to go back to the beach versus bath towel thing. Um, because this synopsizes, to me, um, the whole discussion. It depends upon how serious you need to be about the purchase involved. Now, a beach towel, if you're buying it to maybe cover, you know, your doggy, your new doggy bed thing, whatever, you know, or, or you know, or just to wrap, to use as a floor mop or to wrap kids <laughs> in, you know. I mean, you know, it's not, you're not going to need the, you know, the bath towel thing is a different story, isn't it? Yes. Right. Yes, I agree. Okay, and uh, a couple of other other com- comments. Um, uh, when you do the do- what my sister call- my sisters call the Dalahala store, <laughs> yes, um, um, uh, you know uh, you can get some fantastic um, reductions on the same. Read the ingredients, read the labels, cosmetics and toiletries. Um, even medicinal things, um, allergenic medicines. I get mine for like um, quite a bit less um, in a Dalahala store um, uh, because I know what the ingredients are. And I was given that ingredient. Can I say it? Dr. Rick gave it to me years ago hmm. for allergies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cetirizine. Cetirizine. C-E-T-E-R-I-Z-I-N-E. And um, you can find it in those places for considerably much more affordable things. The other things in in, uh, arts and crafts and office supplies and school and party things, of course. But the thing that might surprise surprise most people is that I, I have found a fantastic library of books, B O O K S, hardcover. Um, beautiful books, everything from cookbooks to, um, uh, and I didn't even know that there was a category called young adult until I started reading it, and it totally re-educated me about a bunch of things for a very, very affordable price. And that's it for me. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey. All right, Mikey, good to hear from you this morning. And make a good point, as we talked about the, the dollar stores, you know, certain things you can find in there. So, Know what is good there, know what the bargains are there for, and know when maybe not to go to, to that store but to somewhere else. I think she also makes a good point that we hadn't discussed about generic uh, medicines. Right. Ge- yes, especially absolutely. over-the-counter medicines. I use over-the-counter allergy medicine, I'm, uh, over-the-counter uh, pain medicines, things like that. And and those those generic brands are just a, a fraction of the cost. And and the ingredients are the same. Well, yes. And prescription yeah, medication is the same as way. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at that active active ingredient there. And, and, and those are things because your insurance doesn't necessarily cover cover that. So it's a huge savings. All right. Again, uh, Reddit was our uh, genesis for this conversation this morning. Some contributors feel like bargain brands aren't worth it. Uh, Whenever possible, go for the high end for toilet paper, garbage bags, cleaning products, writing pens, windshield wipers, vacuums, and pet food. I love the the lists on these, just a variety of stuff. So Mm. what do you think about... when to splurge for the high end? Do you think that's a, a, anything on that list kind of grab you? at my house, there's a definite brand of toilet paper. And if I come home mm-hmm. with anything different, yeah. you know, yeah. 
heaven help me, uh, cleaning products, uh, you find in many cases that the brands really aren't worth it. In fact, in many cases, you can make up your own cleaning product with some basic things at home. So I don't have to have Windex. I can have a little vinegar and water mixed together, and it does the trick. Um, So there are all kinds of uh, things there that you can look at, things that are important to you. Paper towels. I see some paper towels sitting right up here. Um, I do want a good quality paper towel. Otherwise, I'm going to use twice as much to mm. do the same job. It doesn't make <clears throat> sense. So I think you just have to be discerning based on, again, writer's reference to how you use it, how long you use it. I see you have pet food was on this list. Don't, don't. Do t- you really love your dog? Don't tell. Do you? I have a cat. Are you a cat? Don't, don't tell my cat. But what I have found is she prefers just having a variety of things. So I can get the, the cheaper brand, but then I, you know, spice it up every now and then with a small bag of the fancy stuff and just you know, sprinkle a little in there. She gets real excited about that. Ah, okay. You know, with the toilet paper, if those darn bears would just stay out of my bathroom playing around <laughs> with the toilet paper roll, I'd be happy. So. <laughs> We've been discussing how to get the best value for your money. The continuing saga of the I-bonds will be our next topic. We're glad you found our show Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Here's a reminder, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Got a couple minutes left. I wanted to a quick around the table here, and then we've got a call to get to uh, one or two items that you think it's worth splurging for. I'll go first. Windshield wipers, and since I've become <laughs> such a big cookie baker, a mixer. Ooh, strong. Uh, well, I was. We were just talking about the food items in the break, and I, I like to think of some food items. You're just gonna. They're commodity items. Your oil, your butter, your salt. You're, you're gonna put it into a recipe. You're not gonna taste that each grain of salt individually. Although in some recipes, butter. In some butter. recipes, you do. Mm. Well, okay. Well, it's, so it's all controversial. <laughs> but things that you're combining into a larger recipe, the flavor and quality of the individual item matters a little less, whereas things that you eat separately, a lot of times meats you'll cook separately, uh, then you really do want to focus on a good quality there because that will stand out. Uh, For me, it's shoes. And uh, I used to be one of those that had tons of shoes. And I just, you know, fashion statement there. But these days, I want to make sure they're comfortable. They're going to last a bit longer. Um, And so I'm not like some of the teenagers that have to have a particular brand in order to be in the When she said some of the teenagers that have to have a certain brand, she was looking at Kevin there. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, no, see, I am not brand – I like brand name sneakers, but not – I'm not married to one particular brand. Oh, okay. But he he likes all the brand (laughs) name sneakers. (laughs) So these days I have fewer pairs of shoes, and I will concentrate my – Um, purchases on Mm. those that are really good quality. That's a very good one. One final call this hour, and it goes to Jackson calling from Jackson. Good morning. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Hi, this is Pippa Jackson. Um, Y'all were talking about food, animal food, um, your pet's food. It does make a difference. When you look at the ingredient list, and the first ingredient is chicken byproduct, the byproduct could be the stuff that they sweep up off the chicken house floor. And Mm -hmm. so you want to get a better grade of food without corn is the main ingredient. The cheaper Mm -hmm. the food, the more filler they have, and you're going to have more vet visits. And so you want to keep their stomachs consistent on a good quality food and spend a little bit more on food. You'll have less 
um, byproduct in your yard, and you'll have more food going to the actual nutrition of your pet. All right. Go, and, go ahead. And also, please don't use the cheap Hearts and Sargent's brand shampoos for your animals. It can kill them. The chemicals mm-hmm. that are in there can cause them to have seizures. Just use Dawn dishwashing detergent. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I will be reevaluating my cat's menu. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that information. You don't want to feed her McDonald's every day. (laughs) (laughs) But she loves the Happy Meal toy. All right. Uh, Thanks for the call. Uh, So, Nancy, let's close out. Got about a minute left. Uh, I-bonds were popular last month. What can we expect going forward? Well, again, we have mentioned that these are reset. The rate is reset every six months. And we just had a new reset. Ryder then fed me that number. It is... Writer? Oh, I didn't have it pulled up. I thought you wrote it down. I did. 6.89%. It was 9.52%. That is still an excellent rate. And so you can still participate by going to treasurydirect.gov and opening up an account. Remember, with an I-bonds, you're limited to $10,000 per person, per Social Security number to make that purchase. You need to hold them at least a year. But we are expecting elevated inflation for the next 12 months anyway, and then you can reevaluate after that. Very good. Just a reminder that uh, you can use our email address, money at mpbonline.org, during the show if you have a question for us or a comment. But also send them during the week. Maybe you have a a follow-up question or if you have suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about on Money Talks, we'd be glad to get the email at money at mpbonline.org. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by the generous financial support of listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener today was Charles Arnold. For Dr. Nancy Lotcher-Janderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.